Iowa everywhere. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. Prime time. Two guys named Chris. Iowa Everywhere. My name is Chris Williams. He is Chris Hassel. We are presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery in the Channel Seed Studios. How are you, my friend? I'm I'm doing good. I, I feel like I can express my thoughts better this time of day compared to when I have just woken up in the morning. So I, I actually think that's one positive for us. I was thinking about that, like in the mornings when we all like get we're all like so rushed. It's eight thirty a.m. Central Time. Yeah, I've I've got I've woken up within the last hour. And there are days where it's really hard for me to find the words because I'm just waking up. But I'm I'm raring and ready to go. I know you guys are all you guys are smashed already. You and Van Wink are drinking. No, we're not. But I am going to since we're doing Wait, a you're PM not show. Drinking? All right, there you go. See, you are drinking. I'm drinking. I haven't drank yet, but I'm going to. Merry what the hell is that, Van Wink? That's a Jack and Coke. Man, it's a Manhattan, actually. That is not a Manhattan. It's actually the pre-mixed one that Roy Williams gave me for my birthday. Well, see, Van Wink, you're supposed to... A Manhattan is supposed to be served up in more like a martini glass. We need to teach you some things. Sorry. Nobody... These are my grandma's balls. I just drink my Steeple Ridge straight. Yeah, but... No, you don't. You just put it... You just put it on ice. That's not... Well, yeah, I don't, I don't put any of the sugars or any of that crap in it like you do. Well, when you got a great bourbon like Steeple Ridge, just drink it, baby. You know, you do all that garbage. I'm not it. drinking anything. I'm, I'm gonna go one more day without booze, and hopefully, I can kick this cold finally once and for all. Because tomorrow got this night cold? I, we're, we're having our anniversary dinner. Uh, yes. What are you just gonna make your wife some of that fairway meat that they sent? Oh no, you? no, no. You, you think we're gonna eat our anniversary dinner at home? No, that's you. You know us better than that. We're going out, going out after work. Well, I'm going to enjoy this Steeple Ridge bourbon. So we always do our cheers to the freaking weekend. Oh yeah, on our Thursday show. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it right now. I got the uh, Drake game. Well, I'm watching Larry Morgan right now over on ESPN Plus. Cheers to college basketball being back, baby. Cheers to the. Cheers to that. Courtesy of our friends at Steeple Ridge. Is that over on MC22, that game? No, it's ESPN Plus now. 
Okay. I, I don't get MC22, so there's no way. MC22! Wasn't Iowa State on MC22 when they opened up to Iowa State men? Uh, no, that was ESPN Plus. People were sending me pictures of uh, BJ Shabin on the call. No, he does it for ESPN Plus now. Do I sound hollow? Do I sound like uh, like more hollow than usual? No, I think you sound fantastic. Okay. All right. I think, well, I think you sound really well. So uh, the uh, reason why we're recording... Your li- what? Your, yeah, lips, your lips look a little pink, though. Look yeah, do you have lipstick on? I have, uh, I have what's called pink lip. <laughs> they Here do look pink. What's up with that? I think it's because it's so dark in your office. It's it's really weird. Now I'm now I'm kind of obsessing over it. Um, so tomorrow there's workers coming in at like eight in the morning, and they're gonna. Apparently, we have popcorn ceiling in this room, and they're gonna scrape that off, and then they're gonna repaint. So I was gonna have to do the show outside in my pool, and I didn't want to put pool? people through that. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, did, I didn't want people to. Why couldn't you, you just know, be outside maybe. of the pool? Why did you well, have to be in I, it? I, I, you know, that's the only place I could go is in the pool. Uh, my wife told me I needed to go out there in the pool if I'm gonna do it. So I didn't really want to do that. I know you guys would be jealous. So uh, we're gonna do the show tonight this is uh wednesday night this is late for me man i mean i'm usually in bed by 9 30 eastern time and we're gonna be going to 10 o'clock eastern time well it's it's your own doing but it, it works out it works i can't out. i can't quite figure out what williams looks like tonight he's got the it's, circus sports flat bill hat he's got I, glasses it, i've got i purposely have the shadow too i'm i have pink eye Wait, I have pink lip and you have pink eye? Yes, I have. I, I really do. Which I, eye? Your left eye? Yeah, it doesn't look too bad right now because I... Let me, let's see sprayed. it. Take your glasses off and show us your eye. But Can you it see? Actually, is it gunky? Yeah, it is. But I've been... See, I got this little thing and I keep going like this to it. Well, okay, so we know how people get pink eye. How did you get it? My daughter. You were Elise. Did she have like projectile diarrhea at the dinner table or You don't have to get pink eye from poop. You know that, right? Like that Well, so how'd you get it? She she has a cold and she's had eye stuff and I've been sleeping with her because she's not feeling well and I know for a fact that that's how I got it. Did you so. know that that you can get herpes in your eyes and that many people have herpes in their eyes? How's that? I don't really know how it all happens other than I'm guessing fellatio. Um, But my wife's good friend is an eye doctor. And when she was going through school, she told us about that, that like 50% of the people that she looks at, she looks at their eyes and there's herpes in their eyes. Is it because they like scratch their balls and then they touch their eyes? I think it's just because everybody's going down on everybody. That's just what I think. Two guys named Chris after dark. <laughs> I know what's going to happen here. That So, I, Williams, I think you kind of look like this guy from South Park, <laughs> Uncle Ned. You look, let's put, William, put Williams' face up there next to Uncle Ned. <laughs> He's the guy that he has to talk with the thing in his neck because he's got throat cancer. I even like deliberately 
I, I created a shadow over my eyes with my spotlight just because of this tonight. Dude, if you would have seen me like two hours ago, it would have been absolute, uh, just a calamity. It was so bad. But then my daughter had these drops. She had eye surgery last year. And she had these like steroid drops sitting around and I popped them in there right before the show. And it, it looks better now than it has for a long time. So we're good to go. Really funny comment by Patrick, who's watching on YouTube. He says, just imagine a first-time listener joining right now. We're talking about herpes in your eyes going down on people. Did you know that you can get herpes in your eyes before I told you that? No, I didn't know that. That's true, isn't it, Kristen? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, did you hear? She said it's true. I'm not making this stuff up. I don't make stuff up. People think I made up the story about the Van Winkles eating their own placentas. I didn't make it up, okay? Uh, I want to appreciate our... uh, I want to thank our friends at Channel C. We're in the Channel Seed Studios as well. We have an announcement to make, and we're going to let Van Winkle do it via the visual word. Is that how you're going to do it? What does this mean? So this is a... Oh, yeah. Van Wink sent out a real cryptic This is photo. from the 2000... I can tell you, this is from the 2011 mm-hmm. Iowa State-Oklahoma State game. This is the night that the BCS ended. Mm-hmm. Yep. Friday night. One Joe Tessator was in Joe Ames. Tessator. Iowa State was like a 28-30 point underdog. Shocks the world. Paul Rhodes goes crazy. He's on like ESPN game day the next day. Killed the BCS. We killed the BCS over there at Iowa State. What is the significance of this photo, Matt? So I, I didn't even know Van Wink at the time. Yeah, no, and there I was we were right next to each student. other. Yeah. You were a was, student at the time? Yeah, I was uh, shooting highlights for ISU TV. Were you with me yet? Uh, no, this was before you. Oh, okay. I was 2012 I was with you, so right before. And I'm uh, shooting the game for WHO TV, and we're this is the overtime coin toss, right? And that's yeah, yeah, the overtime coin toss. This would have been your last game covering the Cyclones, hassle. Is that right? That was the last time I was at Jack Tri Stadium. Yeah. Yep. Lots well, changed since then, man. I've always wanted you to get be able to come back and see all the changes. Well, I'm happy to say that we are coming back, coming back for. <laughs> The Learfield National Broadcast next week. He's back. Iowa State hosting Texas. And Van Wink is going to be my stats and spotter in the booth. Hello. Reunited. back. Can I wear these? Can I wear my glasses to be the stat guy? What? (laughs) Yeah, sure you can. You can do whatever you want, Van Wink. I'm going to wear these. We're we're paying him in everything. I love it. Fantastic. You know, it's funny. Your little, I, your little sidekick the whole day. In the group text with with you and, and Williams, I didn't even think that Van Wink would be able to like leave his little baby and his wife oh, and his I'm other, other daughter. I'm all in. So I just said, "Hey, Williams, would you want to like come and be this my stats guy?" And he's like, "I've got stuff to do. I, I've got work to do. There's no way I'm coming. That's ridiculous. Honestly, you would even ask me that. Honestly, Chris, like, so you're being hyperbolic. I don't think I'd be any good at it." Matt so, would be Matt's way better at me than stuff like that. He would be way he's a way better option. So we'll, yeah, we'll have a we'll have a tablet in front of Van Wink with the with the stat broadcast up. 
Sweet. Pass along pertinent stats. Let me know how far that punt was from the most famous punter in Ames. And away we go. Let's do it. I'm in. Let's go. This is fantastic. Well, what yeah, were you figure out on your it. flight? Did you get your flight figured out? Yet? Yeah, I changed it to an earlier flight, so I'm going to get in earlier. So hopefully we can get some uh, tours of the facilities. Oh, yeah. Awesome. It's going to be a good day. I'm going to have – we're going to be lined up. We're booked all day. And you know what? Maybe it'll end up like that Oklahoma State game, the last one I went to. Texas they, – who who's Texas playing this week? It's a game they should win, right? They're at TCU. Yeah, they should. They win, win that game. game. They're going to be top seven. They're going to be in the playoff chase. Maybe Iowa State knocks them out, just Creighton, like they did against Oklahoma State. Creighton is watching on YouTube. He would like to request you to take a picture with an Ames logger on the Amish glider. <laughs> Creighton, that, buddy, that'll mine. probably happen. I can do that. I can get that'll a picture of that. Happen. Yeah. Did you see? I I put. You see the behind me there. That's the tiny bench the, that the I, glider. I thought oh, you're pointing like right at it too. That's a yeah. great shot. I thought it looks like it's on your fingertip. Crystal Bloom sent it, but nope. someone <laughs> stepped up and said it was me. Steph Copley. Oh wow! Said I sent it to you in hopes that you'll just shut the hell up about the Amish <laughs> glider. So you you think that sending that to me is going to make me stop talking about the Amish glider? <laughs> no chance. But I'm proud to put it in the background. You can also yeah, see it's, it's right cute. here, those are the placenta pills. So they're they're in the in the background. You know, adding you, to it. I thought you downed all of those during the we show. have <laughs> We do have to pick all that stuff up and get it out of this room by tomorrow. So oh, okay. Well, that's great. Uh, and, and I'm, I'll, I'm excited. Uh, I'll, I'll get more information out there about how people can listen. I think the, the best place to listen would be the Varsity app. But what Absolutely. they try to do is like they'll try to black it out on on local stations because they don't want people not going to their regular place, their regular Learfield announcers, which in this case is John Walters. Yeah. Walters is going to be pissed, man. He's going to be pissed. I'm Actually, infringing on his territory. He's really not. I talked to him at the basketball game the other night. He was happy that you were coming. That's it? That's that's it? He just said he's happy? Yeah. Every time I'm back, I invite Walters to things. And he's like, oh, no, sorry, I'm going to be out of town this Walters weekend. Walters is aging on us. He doesn't he didn't go out as much as he used to. <laughs> Once you get out of TV, you got to realize that. Once these guys get out of TV, your clock changes. Because all my friends that are in TV, they're like, "Hey, yeah. maybe at Cooney's at midnight." And like, well, well I don't. The do same that. thing happened to me when I came down and started working at CBS and started doing dayside. Because my whole career at in Des Moines and at ESPN was you're working weekends and you're working late nights and you're up until you know three, four in the morning. You can you know when we were at. Uh, WHO, we'd go out after the newscast. Keith just said it earlier today. He went out to Cooney's last night after the newscast. Now I'm in bed by 10 every night. Um, I'm really, I really am excited for you to see Trice and just everything around it and just show you everything because it, it really is unrecognizable if that was the last time you've been there. Yeah, because the, the, the last time I was there, that video board was very new. That was brand, that was like the first thing they did to the stadium. Mm -hmm. Just put that up. So the other the other end zone was totally open. It had those you know uh, those bleachers that they you know they weren't even permanent. You could roll them out of there if they wanted to. And uh, I remember the the video board was almost, it almost seemed out of place because it was so 
gigantic on that side <laughs> yeah. of the field. Yeah, it was like this small stadium and there's this giant board. Well, and especially compared to that, the other video board on the south side, it looked like a postage stamp. And then there's this oh, God, massive yeah. video I, board now. The coolest part of everything they've done, Matt, I, I think is the football facility now like towers over it and, and it's got that Trice logo. It, it looks really neat. I, well, I'm anxious for you to see it. I think you'll yeah. really think it's pretty neat, especially... You know, that's the last memory you had. And it'll be a huge game. I'm guessing that game will be sold out. And Yeah, hopefully Iowa State and Texas take care of business this week. Yeah, no doubt about that. Well, that's great. (laughs) Your dad chimes in. Don's watching on Facebook. He says, I was there two years ago and it still sucks. Well, that's not true. He he hasn't been to a game at Jack Trice Stadium in at least 35, probably 40 years. He is referencing that he drove by it. Don? On a street. I think I speak for all of Cyclone Nation, Don, when I say, you are not welcome. (laughs) You have been too rude to us. Hey, Mm -hmm. if Don wants to go, I'll find him a ticket, but he has to wear an Iowa State shirt. If Don would like to come, he can stay in my camper, and I will get him so pissed drunk, he won't even be able to get up in the morning to go to the game. I don't know. He's got plantar fasciitis. He says he can't leave the uh, Scott County area. Hey, check this out. Our buddy, our commenter, Simon's going to be at the game, too. He hasn't been to a game for a while. Isn't he out in what? South Carolina? North Carolina. North Carolina. Great guy. Cool. Met his boys down at one of the Florida Bull games a couple Hmm. years ago. Simon's one one of my favorite guys who watches the show. All right, uh, we appreciate that. That's going to be great. We'll we'll talk about that a lot next week. We'll, let's start with this Iowa State BYU game, and then we have a lot of this Iowa stuff to to sift through. Um, another interesting Kirk Ferentz press conference this week. Uh, Keaton Slovis, the quarterback from BYU, interesting turn of events here. K- Kalani Sataki says that he may not even play, even if he's able. So this Juco guy comes in. He threw 42 passes last week. I'm going to give you a hot take right now, Hassel. I'd actually rather slow this play. Really? Well, this other guy, I watched their game today. He was like 26 of 42, but he can move. How did they get their ass kicked so badly then if he looked decent? So I just, to be honest, I don't. They've got some injuries on the D-line. And I, it looks to me like they are struggling with the physicality of the Big 12 mm-hmm. for the first year for a new team. That is my, you know, mile-high view of this team. I've watched them play twice. But, my friend, but, Bloom gave me this stat today. BYU has only lost three night games at home in the last 30 years. Now, granted... How many games have they played at night at home in the last 30 years? I don't know. I don't have that aspect that's, of the that's, See, that's the next question you must My, ask. What if it's only like nine games? Okay, whatever. <laughs> Point being, we know that it's damn hard to go west. That's where Midwest teams go to die. I'm still like, on paper, you look at these teams, you look at all the analytics, you watch them on tape. Iowa State's better. But it's still terrifying to go west, and you play at nine fifteen. This isn't like a two mm-hmm. thirty kickoff. Like your your clock's all screwed up. There's the altitude. Yes, I think Iowa State will win, but man, I am nervous about this game. Well, sure, I can see you being nervous about it. I mean, it's the unknown. You, you haven't played there. 
It's going to be, I'm sure, rocking, sold out. They've got a great fan base. Um, and you have this this quarterback who was the number one Juco in the country, according to several yeah. outlets. And if they saw enough from him in the last game, that's kind of worrisome because you really know what you have in Keaton Slovis. I mean, the guy's a journeyman. He's been around all over the place, and you, you probably feel good about what you can do against him. What's the line at? Is it still up to a touchdown? Yeah, it's it got up to seven and a half in some spots. You know what the crazy part of me is on this game? The total, last I looked at Circa, was 40. It's low. Doesn't that seem crazy low? Mm-hmm. I would, yeah, I would have guessed at least mid 40s. Wild. Yeah, so Matt just pulled it up. Yeah, seven, seven and a half is, is what you're seeing as far as the total goes. I don't know. So, yeah, BYU, like their front seven on defense last week in that game was just atrocious. Like it was really, really horrible. I, I listened to Kalani Sataki after the game, and then I listened to his uh, press conference this week. He's talking about playing red shirts. That's the thing with this quarterback now. I almost think that they're just riding with him, Chris, because it's the last four games, and he was talking about how it doesn't burn his year of eligibility. I almost think they were waiting for Slovis – or they were waiting to play this guy until the last four games. Like, I don't, I don't think Slovis is a story, to be honest. I, I think it's going to be this Juco guy. Well, how many games do they have left? Three after this, so What's four. their overall record? Aren't they going to make a bowl game? If they they got to win one of their last three. They're in the same spot okay, as Iowa so State. so they have more than that. I mean, they already played last week. Mm-hmm. Then you got you can play three four more games. games and a bowl game. Well, maybe Slovis comes back in for that. I don't know. So maybe he doesn't play the bowl game. Okay. I mean, they got West Virginia beat them 37 to 7 with this Juco playing somewhat well. I saw mm-hmm. West Virginia firsthand. <laughs> They're okay. They're not that good. Iowa State should still be able to handle business. I would agree. And I think I launch into my kitchen refresh. Let's do it. Might as well. Um, oh, God. My dad's talking shit to your dad on. Oh, good. Oh, boy. Wonderful. Wonderful. My dad says, tell Don Hassel to come to Iowa State, Jack Trice, so we can have two end zones so teams can score. Two end zones. What does that mean? <laughs> do you know what he means? He's talking shit about Iowa not being able to score. <laughs> This is great. They're just going to go at it in the comments. Okay. Yeah, just kitchen refresh. It. Kitchen refresh. I like refresh, how your dad Iowa. has your mom's name in his name, too. Renee Mike Williams. That's what the, the older couples do on the Facebook. They share the Facebook page and then they just put their own deal. Uh, kitchen refresh, Iowa. Independently owned and operated. My buddies are. I can't wait to get my new kitchen done. It's Have they be started epic. breaking ground on your kitchen yet? They haven't, but I'm going to send you all sorts of pictures every day. I'm saving so much money because we've wanted new cabinets forever. Because ours look like they're really like old and kind of gross. But you don't have to replace the cabinets, hassle. That's the great thing yeah. of it. Kitchen refresh, you spend like 30% of the, of the money. Cyclone Fanatic reminds us that bowl games don't count against eligibility. So. Ah, thank you. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> anywho, as they go back and forth and someone says that Renee loves the Cox, my kitchen refresh is that Iowa State... <laughs> 
needs to jump all over BYU, okay? This is a bad team. They're not good. They've just had their asses handed to them and shoved down their throats the last two games. Van Wink, pull up BYU's schedule again. See what they've done the last few weeks. I mean, what have they scored? They got killed by Texas, and they got killed by West Virginia the last two weeks. Last week, it was 37-7. to The week before, it was 35-6. to Yeah, and look what happened the week before. Night game against Texas Tech. Home. Yeah, they win. They lost at TCU 44-11. to And then they beat Cincinnati. Okay. Night clearly, game at home. Clearly, it's a different team at home. Yes. They're not that bad at home. But Correct. they're still not that good. And Iowa State can't be fooling around. Stop stop your fiddling around. As you mentioned on Monday, enough yeah. with you trying to impose your will with the running stop game that. to start the game. No, air Just raid. throw right over their asses. Just go right down the field. Mow them down. Build a big lead. Take the, take the crowd out of it. And, and that'll that, be that. That is the one thing, too, watching West Virginia. They had a ton of success in the short passing game. So I'm guessing Nate Shieldhouse and those guys will pick up on that. At least I hope they will. Mm-hmm. The, the problem is, Chris, and you, you just hope Iowa State's not too stubborn, is BYU one of the worst rush defenses in college football. Kansas was, too. You couldn't run against them. You couldn't run against Ohio. Couldn't run against Iowa. You really didn't run that well against Northern Iowa. Stop trying to do that. Short passing game, then you'll be able to run football in the second half. And I truly believe Iowa State can go out there and win this thing by double digits. Yep. Agree. Um, Okay, let's move on to the University of Iowa. Real quick, we're going to get into the quarterback stuff. Just real quick on Rutgers. The, The total right now in this game is down to 28. Last I saw in Circa. So I did a little, just quick little dive on Rutgers defense because I knew it was good. I've watched them play, and they are ranked twentieth in points per game allowed, tenth in yards per game allowed, tenth in yards per play around, uh, allowed. So this is like a really good defense that Greg Schiano has coming into Iowa City. So it, like. I mean, if you're logging into your Circa app and you're still scared by the 28, man, like, I mean, I'm going to ask Mike Palm tomorrow when I do my locks podcast with him. I'm guessing this number really should be like 22 Mm -hmm. or 21. I I don't know how anyone, if you've watched what Iowa has done, how anyone, take care of that pink eye. Go ahead. I don't know how anyone could take the over. I'm I'm tired. I'm done thinking that anything is going to change it's not don't overthink this this is going to be a a 10-7 game a 12-9 game this is not going to get four touchdowns it's it's not going to happen unless there's some craziness on defense special teams something like that i just don't see any way that this goes over the 28 no one's ever said that before because there's never been a total that low before. <laughs> like it used to be that 36, 37, that was as low as it goes. Especially in college football. I remember you've got so many, in, you've, you've got totals out there that are in the 70s. Those military games. Yeah, even right? those aren't, even those aren't this low. The like Iowa, Army, I think, Navy, owns the, the top five now, the top five totals. 
yeah. of all time, the lowest five, and they've all gone under? Adam says he took the alternate under of 24 and a half. Genius. Yeah, why not? Brilliant. Zach says he took the alternate 17. <laughs> you guys are sick. You know that? You're really, really, really sick, all of you. It's a good time to pub our friends from Circa, though. You're not going to get better odds than those guys, asshole. It's true. They don't screw you on the juice like the other books do. Circa Sports Iowa. They just re-legalized sports wagering in Florida. Really? Yesterday? Yeah. This has happened like five different times. And each time it gets shut down a few days later. So we'll see on that. You mentioned how great Rutgers defense is. Or how good they are. I would say they're great. Good. Does it matter? Does it really matter? If they're the 20th best defense or the 100th best defense? When you're playing Iowa, does it really matter? Look what Northwestern did. Like, they will make any defense look good. I think as long as you're not one of those elite teams like a Penn State or a Michigan and an Ohio State, I don't think it really matters. You know, these Iowa games are so predictable now, too. You can really make a lot of money by live betting it. Yeah, you've been all over that. <laughs> because it really just comes down to when when any of these teams get into the red zone, right? Like, what happens there? Because they're only going to do it, like, twice. And that's mm-hmm. the game, right? Like, do you kick a field goal? Does Iowa block the field? It's like when Northwestern got that, that goal line. It was over. The game was over after that goal line stand. They weren't getting back there. And Iowa, to their credit, has been able to get out and it, at least and play with leads in the first and second quarter. It feels like quite a bit. I haven't gone back and run the data, but it feels like they've been it, – it's almost like they're, they're – Sounds really stupid. They open it up more, I guess, in the first quarter, and then once they get a lead, then they just. I, I think it down. it's been clear that the first, the scripted drive is yes. often the best drive of the game for Iowa. And I read into that what you want. I mean, I, I don't know why they can't make any sort of adjustments throughout the game. Are we going to see Cooper DeGene in there in offense again? I, I would say unlikely, unless it's for a snap or two like last game. But Kirk Ferentz was asked about the young Marco. How do you say his last name? Lanais? 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 So Kirk said this when asked about Marco, who was the backup quarterback last week. And Joey fell back to the Poor Labor man. That poor son of a Well, this week, the the depth chart that came out, which you don't really read much into, that had Labus number two. Anyway, Kirk says, Marco's done a good job. It's a position where we don't have a lot of depth or experience right now. So we're letting all three guys work. All three of them are doing a good job. I was surprised he said that. Like, because all we've heard from Ference is what a gap there is from Deacon Hill down to Joey Labus, and then from Joey Labus down to Marco. Does this mean... Yeah, do you think this is a hint? That they've opened this thing up 
in practice for some kind of a competition? No, it doesn't. Probably not. But it is different from what what we've been hearing from him. And I, I'm thinking it might just be... be go ahead, tend to that uh, pink eye. I'm thinking it might be just a case of the, 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 the fact that the question was asked about Marco Lanai's and not about Joey Labus. Like, what, what would he have said if they asked him about Labus? I don't think he would have said that they're all getting work in and they're all doing a great job. Do you? I think he would have reiterated how far ahead Deacon Hill is than all these guys. And, and how, well, how can you say that they're all doing a good job? Seriously, how can you say that? When we've seen what Deacon Hill has done on the field, which is one of the worst quarterbacking jobs that we've ever seen in FBS football. Yeah, really right? since they invented the forward pass. Yes. Honestly. It's, 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 been, a, it's been a full level, maybe two levels below what we saw from Spencer Petrus last year. Yet he is clearly been, according to the, the coaches, clear number one. And the other guys are, are a major step down. But now he says they're all doing a good job. Like in, in, in what way? Again, what, how? What are they doing? Can I give you my kitchen refresh? Sure. I'll give you my refresh on the, on the Hawks. Uh, you all, I'm going to be honest with you guys. You, we can, it's prime time. Having a drink. We can just be honest with each other, right? You guys kind of made me sick last week. Who did? Yes, yeah, all of you. Who, me? Yeah. In what way? Uh, I just... like At this point, I just don't think the wins and the losses really matter that much for Iowa as far as what, what we're looking for next year. And let me explain to this, okay? Because... And I know what the kickback is. You play to win the game. I get... I understand all that. And that's what Ference is doing. Understood. You play who's in front of you. But... Let's look at Scott Docterman's list of realistic offensive coordinators. <laughs> okay. I saw I this promised, list. I promise I'm about to make a point. Okay. That Wisconsin guy, the volunteer guy oh my who brought God. in Deacon Hill. Oh, my God. And he was the first one listed. But I, I, I do appreciate Scott Docterman. He put in there realistic. Yes. Offensive yes. coordinator. This isn't like wish list. This isn't pie in the sky. This isn't who fans should want. This is a list that he compiled of realistic. Correct. Offensive coordinators. No. How guys mommy, who might actually say yes. Dana Holgerson's not on this list. <laughs> Paul Christ. <laughs> All right. I'm, honestly, I'm just going to stop it right there. Okay. I guess here's my point. If you go out there and you beat Rutgers, and by the way, my prediction for the game is nine to six. Iowa wins nine to six. <laughs> if you go out there and win nine to six, I, I truly think, based on what happened during that bye week, you have Beth Getz and that administrative team's attention. And I'm talking to you, Iowa fans. 
they didn't fire the offensive coordinator because the team wasn't having a good season. They fired the offensive coordinator, I'm assuming, because they were tired of being the laughing stock of college football when it came to offense. My point to the fans is you have their attention. And if you go out there and just, you know, I'm, I'm don't, I'm oh, not so you're pissed recruiting. at the people that went out to, to Wrigley Field and drank all the beer and had a good time? <laughs> no. Saying they shouldn't have shown up? You should absolutely cheer for your team to win, all that. But if you're, I guess my point is if you win again 9-6, to six, nothing's really changed, right? Other than the way you, that you feel because you put another win in there. Mm-hmm. You have a very rare window here where Iowa actually, you have their attention. And they're gonna make, and if and if let's if they go ten and two here, and man, we're 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 selling out, and you're going to Florida, and there's forty thousand people going. Not that that would happen. Yeah, probably I don't think wouldn't. That's gonna happen. You know, then that's how the Wisconsin guy, you know, the volunteer who brought in Deacon Hill, that's how he gets the job. John Budemeyer, I think his name is. <laughs> like that, that. That's and that's where my mind goes. Like, how could you possibly? elevate someone that's already on the staff who's had any hand in in these quarterbacks that one you've brought in two you've you've failed to develop how can how can the next choice be anybody who's had a hand in that i don't think it should and i hope that Beth Getz has said that Kirk Ferentz gets to pick the next guy like i, I hope that Beth Getz and and president barbara wilson at least have some say in like, okay, but don't like, don't just like give us the middle finger and promote some yeah. other guy you within the staff. You think this volunteer guy thing. from Wisconsin's going to stand up to Kirk Ferentz and be like, hey, Kirk, no. I really think we no. should open things up. No. Now, Jonathan says that, that Kirk has issues, but I don't remember him saying there's a huge gap between Deacon Hill, Joey Labus. He didn't use the word gap. What he has consistently said throughout the last several weeks is that there is a clear number one. Like there is, it's clear Deacon Hill is number one. He said, we're not insane. And then there's a, there's a, there's a step down to number two and number three. Like there were, there were multiple steps there. It wasn't like he said, Deacon Hill's number one. And then the other guys, he said, then two and then three. Does he even have to say anything? Who? Doesn't just rolling Deacon Hill out there each and every goddamn week speak for itself? This Labus. I mean, this Labus, like he does. There's no way Labus is on the roster for the bowl game. No, no. I I can't imagine that. I'm sure it'll be this Lanai's. You you didn't mention uh, a couple of the other. um, Yeah, I I just. I was. I was five realistic I was, offensive coordinators. I was proving my point that it's the Wisconsin volunteer guy and Paul Christ were the first okay. two guys. Yeah, listed. and Paul Christ ha- has a nephew that's an offensive line coach at Iowa. That would the, be the most. Uh, I know Paul it's, Chris it's, is the biggest. Both those guys with Wisconsin ties. And, okay, so there there are three other ones. How about how about this one, David Ray? I, I, it's it's R A I H. David Rye. Um, this guy, I think he was a walk-on quarterback at Iowa like 20 years ago. He got was fired at- <laughs> He was the offensive coordinator at Vanderbilt in 2021 and got fired immediately. Then there's there's Tim Polisek who 
was the offensive line coach at Iowa before going to Wyoming. He's that the offensive like coordinator there. That's a decent Might hire. be. Might be. Yeah. And, I, and I've talked with him. He's a, yeah. he's a good guy. Feels like a decent Seems like hire. he knows a lot. And the offensive line has gone to absolute hell since he's left. I mean, it kind of coincided around the same time of the, the Tim or the, um, the 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 Chris Doyle stuff. So I don't I don't know, but he he maybe you know Wyoming has picked off some teams this season. They're they're not an offensive juggernaut though. Like they are. I've done Linez, I guess is how it's pronounced. Linez. Thank you, Iowa Meat Sweats. Marco Linez. I kept saying Linez. I don't know. He's a good-looking kid, though. He's field. big and strong. Yeah, like he, a picture um, of him is impressive. And then the last one, which I think is a little, a little more intriguing, was Liddell Betts, forty-six, who, baby. Any Iowa fan my age and older, they they know all about Liddell Betts and what a great running back he was at Stud. Iowa. Four Washington straight Redskins. years, he yep. was awesome, and he was a part of some pretty good offenses and you know maybe he's a guy that could would have Kirk Ferentz's ear a little bit more might have the ability to um do a little something different he's been in the NFL maybe but another guy that's on the staff right now that's a part of this this offensive disaster so I I thought it was a good job by by Docterman not to like because I've seen a lot of Iowa fans say, well, you know, let's go out and get Ryan Grubb. I think that's his name out at, at, at Washington because he has Iowa ties. And you think the offensive coordinator at Washington is going to come to Iowa to work for Kirk Ferentz? Oh, my God. It's good no. whiskey. <laughs> Bobby says that Budemeyer was the one that offered Hill. And that, as you mentioned, you, you were the one that called it out immediately when that happened, Williams. And he basically handpicked him and brought him over. They were like a package deal. Grant Grant wants to know, if, what about Spencer Petrus? <laughs> uh, I, would ju- I would love it. I would love for it to be someone that isn't, that hasn't been a part of this train wreck for the last few years. Totally right. And this is, you get what I'm saying with my kitchen refresh thing. You get, I'm not telling you guys to root against your team. Absolutely not. Go out and drink your beer and have fun. But so like, what, are you you t- what are you telling us to do? If you win 9-6, to six, don't act like you won the goddamn Super Bowl, okay? like Who I the mean, hell is acting like that? I don't know. Are there people? Very Joe, I, my, I, I've just been around these things long enough, and as long as the fans are selling the place out like you guys did all year, uh, which well, is, then change doesn't generally happen, right? Like, no, it, it, this no. is a nuanced conversation, right? Like I'm not, this isn't a black and white deal, but it, it like my point is by making the move that they made when they made it, mm-hmm. because we didn't think, at least I didn't, I won't speak for you. I didn't think that no matter what happened, if they were ten and two, that they would fire Brian Ferentz. I don't care what the contract said, whatever. I didn't think you. that he would be gone. I'm with I didn't. You have their attention, so if you if you keep if if you go nine and three and you're winning these games nine to six or whatever, it still doesn't change what is looming. 
which is a change to the Big Ten where Iowa's going to need to evolve. And there has to, you, you have these, the people who make the decisions there are paying attention. That's all I'm saying. And I don't know what I'm telling. I'm not telling fans. Fans can do whatever they want. If they want to go, and like, that's great. Like You only get, this is football. This isn't life or death. Thank God we don't live in Gaza Strip, right? Like This is supposed to be fun. If you want to go and watch the games, go watch the games. But the people who are paying attention have shown you they are paying attention. Circle Herc says, listen here, I'm not taking advice from some old gunk eye on how to cheer for my team. Ed brings up a good point, though. Also happening this week. Yeah, go ahead. Tend to that pink eye. Go ahead. Oh, my God, dude. It hurts so bad. Ed mentions... I just want to pour this bottle of Steeple Ridge in my eye (laughs) and kill whatever is in there. Ed mentions that for the second straight year, Iowa has lost a top commit in a class. Last year, it was Caden Proctor. That was for this year's class. He was a five-star. This week, it's a it's it was the top commit in the class of twenty five. Another offensive lineman, Nick Brooks from Cedar Rapids, Kennedy. He committed a couple of months ago, and now has decommitted. Boy, two offensive linemen from the state, right? And that's like that is your wheelhouse. That is your breadbasket. That is what you've always been known for, what you've always been able to do to get, even when things weren't great. You could always count on this. And now these guys are having second thoughts and, and going somewhere else. And I I don't blame him. I mean, the, the offensive line's been a mess. I, th- they have been, Chris, but I will go to my grave and say that it's more the scheme than it is the individual players Iowa has. It's just, it's so hard to play line when the defense knows what's coming. Yeah, I, I and know. And this wasn't the case even five years ago, right? Like, I mean, I the offense has always been a thing. The offense, I get it. Like, but it wasn't this bad. Like, I, I just, I, I find it hard to believe that Ference and all these guys just forgot, like, what it takes to develop offensive linemen and the, all of a sudden they don't have an eye for talent up there. Like, it... I truly think that it's the scheme is so damn bad. And these offensive linemen, like it used to be, oh, I'm going to go to Iowa and get to the pros. Well, that's right. even stunting just a little bit now. Not, one, not of his, one of his quotes that I was reading when he committed was that he said that Iowa told him he's going to come and be the next Tristan Wirfs. How, like, how long has it been since Tristan Wirfs was at Iowa? I mean, that was... Three years ago, at least. I mean, there, there there just hasn't really been, you know. Obviously, you had the center a couple of years ago that was that was great, um, but you haven't had a great tackle, and and no one really to point to these last few seasons. You had to go all the way back to Wirfs, who, I mean, what? Did, when was when did when did Tampa Bay draft him? Well, it was when Brady went there. Twenty twenty. Same year Brady went there, right? I think so. Yeah. So I, it's just, it's, it's disappointing, and, but I, I don't blame the kids one bit. I, not one bit. I, I'm, I think it'd be really hard right now to, especially with the change. Like you have no idea who the offensive coordinator is going to be. Yeah, you have no hard. idea how, um, how long Kirk is going to be there. Like he says he wants to be there for a couple more years at least. Like 
do you really think if you're committing right now, like just say you're that kid, you're in the class of 25, Kirk might coach what? You might coach you for one year, maybe two. Like you really think he's going to be there at the end of your your career? I think that might also make recruiting a little bit tougher. I know what's going to happen. Paul Christ is going to get the offensive coordinator job, and he will be elevated to head coach when Kirk Ferentz <laughs> retires. I mean, look, Chris accomplished quite a bit at Wisconsin, but he was never very well liked and was really and one of the reasons why is he was really stuck in his old ways. And it sounds like exactly what we've had. (laughs) So maybe it's a perfect fit in Kirk Ferentz's mind. I'm pretty convinced that Don Hassel could not anymore, but in the past win seven or eight games at Wisconsin every year. Why is it so much easier at Wisconsin than it is at Iowa now? That's a good question. It's a good question. I don't know that it. I don't know that it that it will be. I. I mean, Iowa's winning against. Them. They have more. Well, they they have more high school prospects, and they don't have another D one institution. Those would be too. Yeah, obvious. they don't have an Iowa State to compete against. That's for yeah. sure. And there's just, but Iowa high school football has gotten a lot better. In the last mm-hmm. twenty years, since I when I started at Scout.com, like there was nothing, it was nothing, and it was really when like you know Tyler Sass and those guys came around where it started to really pick up, and now it's like a whole different deal. But anyways, all right, so let's give predictions. We're each picking Iowa State to win, right? I'll go. I am. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Iowa State will win. It's. it's uh, I, I don't know if it's going to be as easy right as it is. I think it will be, or as I'm in my mind thinking it's going to be, because they are a different team at home. Twenty-seven twenty. Push. Twenty-seven twenty. Iowa State. Okay. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go twenty-four sixteen. Iowa State. We'll tell you the one thing that worries me a smidge is I did the math on this today. BYU only runs on like 43% of its possessions, which is like 119th in the country. What did Iowa State struggle with drastically last week? Hmm. Pass defense, getting to the quarterback. We don't know the status of Jeremiah Cooper back there at safety, so that is a legitimate concern for me. You went went 9-6 in the Iowa game, right? Yeah, 9-6. Hawks I win 9-6. Per- I'm going to go 6 nothing Iowa. <laughs> what did they beat? Oh, 6-5. Isn't that what they beat South Dakota State last year? No, 7. Because they got to 7, remember? They got, seven, they got to 7 two, with a safety. Uh, <laughs> yes. Two, two safeties and a, and field, a field goal. <laughs> they were up 5-3. Yeah, at one point. All right. Nine six and six. <laughs> I'm gonna go play Zach. Zach, I'm gonna do what you just said. I'm gonna play the alternate under ten line. Uh, MGN seventy four Iowa eight to three. Cyclone fanatic says six to four. Three safeties to two safeties. I'm embarrassed at how long it's taken me just to accept what this is going to be like what was i thinking saying that i was going to score in the 20s last week do you remember last week you're like oh i think they're they're gonna open it up (laughs) i don't think i said open it up 
I just I said, I think they're going to score in the 20s. They, they're coming off the bye week. Kirk is all fired up because they, they're, they're showing his son the door. He's going to throw a middle finger up there. We're going to see something. That, we did see DeGene on offense. I think we'll see more of that, honestly. I, did you watch Cooper's interview? No. Because they, they they're drilling him. And Ference, I get Ference's point. He's like, Kirk is basically, I'm paraphrasing, saying, well, our offense fucking sucks. What's putting him out there going to do? Where we're winning games with defense and no, special see, teams. I don't we think need he's saying it like that. I really don't That's, think. I, I don't think that Kirk Ferentz thinks the offense is as bad as we all know it is. I think what Kirk Ferentz is saying is we're so good on defense and special teams and we have to be in order to win. If we start putting him out there on offense and risk defense and special teams, we're going to be in big trouble. And that's true. Like you, you, we, you can't afford to, to, to miss him, especially on special teams. I think he's well, even more important on special teams than he is on defense. Had a, um, he had a little shit-eating grin on his face when they were asking him about it today. I don't know what that means. He may just be a really happy individual. All right, there's your picks. Real quick, uh, before we get to our top three games of the weekend, Jordan wants to know, he's watching on Facebook, Hassel, are you still only washing your hair once a month? No. Um, I, I, I have a very uh, sensitive scalp, and uh, I, I learned that I can only go two to three days without washing my hair. Go ahead, go ahead, uh, tend to that pink eye. I I've, I tried stretching it out. I think most people can stretch it out. I I was told uh, Aiden, our our wonderful producer extraordinaire Aiden, he said that I changed his life by telling him what my dermatologist told me is that you just don't need to wash your hair, and most people don't. But I I have very sensitive skin. Um, and if I don't wash it every two to three days. I start getting these red lesions all over my scalp. Like they start, pimples? No, they're not pimples. They're like ra- it's like a rash. Herpes? It, yeah, it could, it could be scalp herpes. Is it from going down? I saw a porno in college once where a guy's <laughs> bald head was completely missing. I'll let you figure out where it was. Saw it in a dorm room at uh, Northern Iowa. <laughs> oh, God. Looks like the Bulldogs are going to get a win. Oh, we haven't even talked college basketball. We'll get to that. Let's do our top three games of the weekend, and then we'll get to some hoops. You can start. All right. Scott says it's pink head, pink lips, <laughs> pink eye, pink head. Uh, and no, it, it did not have, it was not in the dorm with the priests. I told you it was at Northern <laughs> Iowa. I was visiting a friend, a friend who's getting married this weekend. Um, all right. My, number one game. That'd be a hell of a wedding speech. <laughs> <laughs> he had a ball. He was totally bald and he must've like rubbed what what's the the some kind of lube all over his head and completely his submerged head. his head oh, completely submerged body. his bald head inside of a woman 
He did. Oh, God. It's an image I'll never get out of my head. Uh, you had just there. left your dorm room across the hall from these priests. No. And you, no. you jaunted over to northern Iowa, and they ruined you. Oh. And then in the, in the same night, I saw one. There was a Nerf ball. That did, it was it was it was regulation sized Nerf ball, and it totally disappeared. And then, what did you guys do? Just sit around watching pornography? Stuff. It was wild. It was weird, wild stuff. That's a really okay. weird thing to do. Uh, my first uh, game that I'm looking forward to this week. My top three. I just saw Missouri this week. I'm really impressed with Missouri. They they hung in there with Georgia the entire game. They had a chance. <laughs> And they're hosting Tennessee. This is basically a pick 'em. <laughs> These the comments are out of control. This is why you have to watch this. You come watch live. You can you can interact with you know Mike Williams and Don Hassel in the comments. Ugh. And uh, and that's how you get pink eye, kids. Anyway, Tennessee is a one point favorite at Missouri. Tennessee still has a shot in the SEC East because they still get to play Georgia, and I think they host Georgia. So win this game, beat Georgia, and away we go. Okay, that is uh, that is CBS. I think three thirty Eastern time. It was regular. It was a re- what? Is, I'm saying it was a regular. Grant is wondering what is a regulation Nerf ball size. It's. I'm saying like it's regulation size. Is it size the one that ball. had the stick at the end? You know that makes the sound. No. <laughs> no, no, no. That's a real skinny one. This was a thicker one. You know, it's 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 like the size of a real football. That's what I'm saying. It was that size. And okay, so we can move on. That's my first Just game. Blocking out the comments from now on. Um. Second game. Oh, I might have stolen this from you. Yeah, you did. This is one of the great games in college football ever. FSU year. hosting Miami. Like being down here with all of these Florida State fans and talking to them about the schedule. Go ahead, tend to that pink eye. Go ahead. If for those listening on the podcast, every time I say that, he is dabbing his eye with some kind of goopy cloth that yeah, just covered in crust. It's honestly crust. disgusting. Just move on. This was the game everybody was scared of. Like I'd ask them, okay, what's what what's the game for you? Is it uh, is it this this or that? Is it, oh, oh Duke's coming in there a top twenty team? Is it you know maybe ACC championship game against Drake May in North Carolina? No, it's Miami. Good Even read. They're fourteen point favorites at home. They are scared of Miami. This is the big rivalry. This is it, and that place is going to be rocking. Good read. Well done. That is my number two game, my number one game. Self-explanatory here. I took the big one. Michigan, four and a half point favorites at Penn State. Finally, Michigan is playing someone with a pulse. Okay, Penn State didn't really show up against Ohio State. That was not an impressive performance. They couldn't do anything offensively, but... They've got Michigan at home now. Let's see what the Wolverines are made of. Let's see how good they are. Are you taking in Dave Z's thing? Are you going to take the points in the home team? Yes. Yeah, I think I I am too. I'll take Penn State plus four and a half. Absolutely. This Harbaugh thing is getting crazy too. I can't even keep up with it. I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of it. It's it's something new. But it's it's not like nothing is like oh my god like I 
I just want to know everybody's doing something similar. I don't know that anybody went to that length, but like I'm not going to go and throw stones at Michigan when I have no clue what everybody else is doing. And it's coming out that yeah, there's other teams they were trying to help other teams that are playing Michigan out. I just love how petty it's gotten, but with the Ohio State stuff, it's just great. It's just college football is the I, most. I'm glad you like it. I don't like it. No, I'm, I don't like it. it. I just like. I I was really bored with it, but now, now Michigan's basically saying, "I know you are, but what am I?" Back to everybody, it's gotten a little bit entertaining. Mm-hmm. Okay. My top three, Pac-12. Yeah. Hey, Utah at Washington. Washington has not been that good lately. They haven't been good. Them. They haven't been good since I saw them survive against Oregon, and I mean, I like they should not have won that game. This will and be right on now, my Oregon, locks of the week. Oregon is the favorite to win the Pac-12. This will be on my picks of the week with Utah taking the points here. Wash Utah's defense is really good. Penix has not been the same for a while. I don't know what's going on there, but I'm really interested to see how that plays out in Seattle. Oklahoma State, you covered this, Chris, on Monday's show. One of the great stories of college football. They, I'm putting them on major upset alert here, even though it wouldn't be a major upset. They're only a two-and-a-half-point yeah. favorite mm-hmm. at Central Florida, which should tell us everything we need to know. Is, is, is UCF, are they still winless in the Big 12? No, they beat um oh, they, they finally got Cincinnati. off the schneid? Okay. Which, does that count as a Big 12 win? <laughs> I mean... But in they, the standings it does, but yeah, they still haven't beaten they, a uh, old school Big 12 team. Just think about it like this, though. It's just how like game of inches this is. If they get that two-point conversion against Oklahoma and win, then we're looking at it as, oh, you got your quarterback back, you know, and, and you've mm-hmm. won two of three. You just look at the game totally differently. So I, I'm I'm on major upset alert here for yeah, Oklahoma State. And then Ole Miss at Georgia. You've seen Georgia up close. I, I I love Ole Miss. I follow them. They're probably my favorite SEC program. They're really good. You know, again, they're a cup. They're another team. It's just like a couple plays away from Bama, like for being undefeated, and then you're right there in the playoff category. This is this is scary for Georgia, but Chris, we've seen it time and time again where this Georgia team they rise to that opponent, right? And then a nationally ranked team comes in and they they tend to play well. I don't know. Like you, you saw him last week, but this game's intriguing to me because Kiffin. I think Kiffin's really good. He'll have him ready, but my my gut tells me Georgia probably wins this thing by fourteen. But Ole Miss, talent wise, is pretty damn good up there in the SEC. Georgia did not play very well at all last week, especially in the first half. Um, fans and just being up there in the press box, hearing conversations before, during, and after the game. Uh, they, they did not play well, but they did enough late. They came up with a couple of interceptions to stave off that upset bid by Missouri. I feel like this might be a big bounce back where Georgia uh, maybe says, okay, we are the number one team in the country. And if they win that game, they my guess is they'd probably leapfrog Ohio State in the college football playoff rankings. That's my feel. I I think they win this by two scores. I, I want to go back for a second, though. Did you just say Ole Miss is your favorite SEC team? I said probably. Your after, mom after... is going to beat you with a cock. Uh, right there with the cocks, obviously. Yes. But after going to Oxford, it was just so cool. You know? 
Yes, I would. I, would I have not been Cox to Oxford. I'd, I really want to get there. That, that's an the interesting game with Kiffin. Yeah. Um, I think. Jeez, oh, Texas A and M almost beat him last week, though. Like yeah, Texas A and M had had him down with would, two minutes to go at Ole Miss. I would play Georgia in that one. They're begging you, especially at ten yeah. and a half. They want you to take. They want you to take Ole Miss. Yeah. Okay, real quick. Two guys named Chris presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. We're in the Channel Seed Studios. Basketball started this week. Iowa and Iowa State both looked really, really good. Uh, you the were Iowa at the women, Iowa State game, right? Yeah, I was there. Man, that Mom Chilovich is a freaking stud, man. He's a pro. So, But the real notable thing were the crowds. The <laughs> Iowa crowd drew a ton of attention. The Iowa State one was what you would expect. Look at this picture that Mike Halas posted of oh my God. Carver Hawkeye Arena. And Total that's opposite just, of the that's women's what, game. a couple against, minutes before tip. Yeah. What? I I would say that there's probably, at least in the Fran era, yeah, I would say there's this is probably the most apathy going into a season that I've noticed from the fan base. Um, so I so you're taking it back to the Todd Licklider era as far as going into a season, how the fan base feels. There's just there's no excitement. Sure, you've been to four tournaments in a row, but what have you done there? Um, I think the fans know there's a lid on the success for Fran McCaffrey. And, I mean, 68 teams make it. It's not like it's a huge accomplishment to make the tournament. Now, I will say, I think they've overachieved in a couple of those seasons, and they might do it again this year. The the official attendance was 7,653, which is 51% capacity. There were probably, what, Two to three thousand fans there, but what? Why are you going? What? What are you? What are you crossing that bridge for? If you're a student in early November to watch Iowa just beat up on a Summit League team, it's just so different. I can't. I can't speak to it. Iowa State had thirteen thousand three hundred sixty. That's ninety three percent capacity, and it was crazy pregame. And they were playing a considerably worse team than North and Dakota. It, it did surprise me to hear you say how kind of raucous it was. It was nuts pregame. And I, I do think that Iowa State fans approach the basketball season differently. Like, just take Absolutely. me and you, for, for instance. Like, I don't, I don't care about college basketball right now at all. You couldn't wait for it. And I think oh, Iowa yeah. State fans have more of that in them than Iowa I, fans do. I'll tell you what, running Cyclone Fanatic for as long as I have, there's nothing that moves the needle on Cyclone Fanatic like basketball recruiting. Really? It's a year-round thing there. Like, we're just people will... And, and I mean, look at the history of the programs, Not, but like factoring in football. I mean, there's been a lot more years where Iowa State fans in late September just counting down until basketball so yeah. you could root for a... I'm sure that has something to do with it. There's just not... You know, there's there's just not there's not a star that they're looking to go see. Um, you know, the freshman class they performed well in this first game, but there wasn't like a couple new guys that you just had to see out there on the floor. Now, if Iowa starts winning and putting together a good season, the fans will show up for big Big Ten games. But but they won't show up for the Tuesday night against Penn State, though. No. And I also think that it probably takes something away that all these fans are going to make plans to go see Caitlin Clark 
and the women's team. I think there are some great fans that will say, well, it was every game sold out. There's some fans that will say, well, I spent, I already spent all this money on women's season tickets. I'm not going to spend any more on to go to a men's game to see them play a team they're favored by 20 against. I'm not going to go to Carver back-to-back nights because I just went to see the women's team last night. I'm not going to go again to see the men's game. There's only so many fans of Iowa. There's only so many fans to go around. If they're going to go to every women's game, are they... Are they all going to, they're not all going to go to the men's game too, even if you're a men's fan. It is just different. I can't put my finger on it. But the Iowa State student section was full like an hour before tip. At least the lower level, not all the way to the top. Obviously. Yeah, I know. It's just different. We'll we'll see as it goes on this season. It, It ramps up and as, uh, one of our commenters, Big Mage, points out. Saturdays yeah. during the Big Ten season, Iowa fans do show up. Yeah. You guys have a terrible TV contract that makes you play those Sunday yeah. games, and I hate that, man. I would despise that, especially it's like Super Bowl Sunday and you have a Big Ten game. It's like, God. It's bad. I, so is I, I heard Jamie Pollard on the radio this week on Murph and Andy saying that the Big 12 is no longer going to play Sunday sporting events because of BYU. I mean, I get not playing, not having BYU play on Sunday. So because like they the don't. women's, they're not going but to? Yeah, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm wondering. I, it, he wasn't clear. Like, is Iowa State never going to have a sporting event in conference on a Sunday? I hope not, because the women do really well on Sunday afternoons. Been to a lot of women's basketball games. On well, they're not going to be playing BYU on Sunday. And the way that he made it sound is that they're not going to play at all on Sundays. In fact, they said that the the women's tournament, the championship game now, is on a Monday. I didn't hear that part. I didn't hear it. Cole says that it's only against BYU, and I and I hope that's the case. It's not the way it was presented, but I yeah. hope that's the case. I mean, that would be ridiculous if nobody's playing on Sunday. Yeah, like Iowa well, State. I, I women, like it. Iowa State women have a game against Drake on this upcoming Sunday, but that's so not a conference still, game. I'm just wondering, like, just is there a conference stuff. game schedule for a Sunday? I, there has to be. I mean, you can't just have nobody do well, anything on a Sunday. It would be less visibility for the women, I would think. There are men's games on Sundays, but not nearly as many. Mm-hmm. Like, think about like middle of January, right? Like, yeah. Actually, even later than that, middle of February after the Super Bowl. There's a lot of those women's games that are really high-interest games that get better television slots because they're playing on Sunday. Oh boy, you're trying to make up for what you did on Monday's show. What did I do on Monday's show? We gave season predictions for the Iowa men. Oh my, here we go. The Iowa women and the Iowa State men. Go ahead, tend to that pink eye. And you didn't give, you, you didn't say one word, not one word about the Iowa State women. Why are you doing this? There were people that noticed. There was one guy who was being a jerk about it. I'm giving you the floor. You want my prediction? I know. I want you to apologize. I'm not apologizing for anything. Okay, then just give me a prediction. And then apologize. Well, I mean, they're playing like five freshmen. They're going to have a rough year. By their standards. I hope that they can get like on the bubble to the NIT type deal. But they're playing like five freshmen. They're, this is a rebuilding year for Finley. 
God, they're fun to watch. They're fun to watch. It's fun watching all these freshmen run around out there and shoot threes and stuff like that. Did you watch him on Monday, Matt, the Iowa State women? It was a blast. No, he didn't watch No, him. I didn't. Would, it was awesome. Would you rather, it, right now, if I gave you an opportunity to go to Hilton to watch the Iowa State women play Don't do this so- to me. South Dakota. Okay. Or the Iowa men play South Dakota. At Carl. Iowa State women. <laughs> You'd rather watch that game? Yes. <laughs> That's easy. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, Van Wink did do some digging. and There are some women's yes. games on Sundays, but men, I don't think, ever play Sundays historically. But it, no, the bottom line is, it's just games that games or meets or events that might involve BYU, those will not be on Sundays. But if Iowa State is playing Oklahoma State, you can play on Sunday. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, Hassel, you are off to Texas A&M. Yep. There you go. College And station. you're going to go out and yell with those guys on Friday night? I don't think I'll be midnight yelling. I, I, I think I would get secondhand embarrassment from those guys. Have you seen those videos? Yeah. It's really Not really weird. my cup of tea. I don't think I'd enjoy it. It's bizarre. It's almost um, cult-like. Yeah, yeah, the one guy went viral last year. Remember that? He's like, and money. So who are they playing this Mississippi State? And they call themselves the Bulldogs. I think that's bull honky. Bulldogs aren't even the best dogs. They do this for every game. I'd rather have a golden retriever. <laughs> yeah, every home game, I think. It's horrible. It's so bad. What's this guy? Our have in common. All are in bread. Army. Army. Wow. This, it, it's, it's bad, story man. story for you, Ags. One day, there was this group of three useless, no good Alabama fans. And they made their way to the holy land of College Station, Texas. Okay, now these Bama thing. fans Are we gonna wanted watch to stir this up some thing? beef with the Axe. So they came up with a brilliant idea to steal the ring that had been to the moon. Oh God, is enough of this. I did, my God. Uh, and they, their mascot is an elephant. Elephants aren't even cute. Are they? No! Oh, God. Let's get out of here. Let's Appreciate get out of here. So what are you going to do tomorrow morning? Are you going to have all this free time on Thursday morning? Probably going to have to go to tonight. the doctor to take care of this pink eye. What What do you think he's going to do? You think he's going to squeeze the pink out of it? I hope so. Something. What if he Maddie looks Van in Winkle. your eye and he says, yep, just like I thought. Herpes. Again. That's not pink eye. That's herpes. This is what you get when you put us on in primetime, everybody. 
Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening on the Iowa Everywhere podcast from Maddie Van Winkle, Chris Hassel. I'm Chris Williams. Have a great weekend. Iowa Everywhere.